6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. All right, my friends. It is considered to be one of the world's best-selling toys, if not the world's best-selling toy. Invented in 1974 by a Hungarian sculptor, it was originally called the Magic Cube, and it was licensed in 1980 as the Rubik's Cube. And since then, hundreds of millions of cubes have been sold worldwide. Did you have one? You probably did. We certainly did growing up in our place. We were 80s kids, right? Um, Well, for more than 20 years, I'm not sure if you knew about this, the World Cubing Association has organized competitions around the world, and it recognizes world records. Our next guest set records in his home country of Bangladesh. He is now living, going to university in St. John's, Newfoundland, and says he applies what he has learned solving the cube to his real life. Sakib Ben Rashid Ravu joins us this afternoon. Sakib, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Uh, thank you so much for having me here. Well, thank you so much. How are things in St. John's today? Uh, St. John's is having a pretty, like, mixed weather. Like, it was sunny in the noontime, and this time it's snowing. Like, it's like like showering. (laughs) Snow shower, not that much. A little bit of everything. I'm curious to know how old you were. How old were you when you first picked up a Rubik's Cube? Okay, so actually, uh, I, I'll have to do some calculation. Like that time, I first picked up the Rubik's Cube. That was back in 2013, February 2013. And I was born in, uh, okay, so 97, 33. Okay, that time I was like 15 or 16 years old, yeah. 15. You were 15 or 16 years old, and when did you when did you decide then that you wanted to try to break the record in in Bangladesh? When did you decide <laughs> that this became? When did this become something that you decided uh, yeah. you wanted so to actually, do? Yeah, definitely. I, I can tell you the exact date when I did decide. Like, actually, the date was 2013, April 20th. Like, you can ask me that. How am I so sure that that day I decided that I'll be the next record breaker of Bangladesh? Actually, there was a history. Like, if you allow me, I can tell. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, like there's a short, uh, short story. It's like, uh, like also in the CBC report, like they asked me like how I started Rubik's Cube. That's a pretty interesting one. Actually, like I didn't know at all about the Rubik's Cube. Like some people tried. Like some of my friends tried beforehand, but I never tried this thing. I never knew it before December 2012 or something. Uh, Yeah, December 2012. I never knew about this. So I saw some of my friends who could solve it, and I told them to please teach this to me. At that time, like, um, actually, I was into other co-curricular activities like debates, sports, and recitation. But uh, my then girlfriend used to think that those things are not cool. And I'm so dumb that I can't do any brain thing, like any brain games or something. So you can laugh, but this is true. And I'm so bad at math. Um, that's, a, that's a huge rumor that there's a stereotype that if you can solve a Rubik's Cube, you have to be so good at maths. But that's not true at all. So I'm so bad at maths, but I'm still the champion. So I am the truth that you don't have to be good at math to solve a Rubik's Cube. So that's why they used to think, all of my friends and my then-girlfriend, they used to think that I'm so dumb, I can't do anything like that. 
So one day what happened, like she challenged me, like she tried one Rubik's Cube, tried to solve it, but she couldn't do it. And she was pretty sure that as I am dumb and she was smarter than me, so I can't do it. So she just told me and I thought, I thought, okay, it's fine. Like not everyone needs to solve this thing. And then after two months, I, I was running after people for two or three months that if there was any friend who could teach this to me, but no one was eager to teach this. So after three months on February, I learned this thing, some of from two of my friends, they were so helpful. Like their name was Sifat and Kambo. They were really helpful to me and they taught me how to solve this thing. And after learning, interestingly, by the time uh, we had broken up, so I had no contact with her. <laughs> so on the first competition, like that was in April 20, 2013. And that day I went to the finals of my very first competition in my life, in my career. So I went to the final after like succeeding three rounds and she wasn't there. So suddenly, it was, it, my life is like a drama and movie. I don't know, like, <laughs> if people are, hear that. And they'll think, okay, we can turn up a documentary or stories from here. Because it's like a drama, real life drama. So I, I, I was totally unsure that she was there in that festival or something in the competition. So when I was waiting for the final songs, she just, uh, along with her friends, she just came into the auditorium. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, I was so happy inside that you thought that I never can do it. So I will show you and I will grab the prize. Because that time I thought, okay, if I don't do any blunder, I can grab the third prize. Not the champion one. That was my first competition. I, I could grab the third one. So then uh, actually that was because of the excitement and for inexperience, like my cubes popped up. Like it was all broken into pieces and I was oh. disqualified. I was oh. disqualified. And you see the trial timing, like the climax in the movie. Okay, so then the hero just came out of the stage and I just got down and she was laughing. She was bursting into laugh because she thought I was just trying and failed. Because she didn't see me solving it in previous rounds. So that day she just told me and she just called me in and told, okay, Rivu, let me give you a free advice. I said, okay, what is it? So I was so upset and so angry. So then she said, okay, the first thing is, uh, don't ever try to solve a Rubik's Cube. I said, why? Then she said, whatever, whatever it is, it is not Rubik's Cube that suits your hand. I said, okay. So her perception was Rubik's Cube doesn't suit on me, doesn't suit on my hands. I said, okay, oh. yeah. So then I just told her one thing, but what's the date today? Uh, usually I'm so humble and modest person, but that time it was like, for the circumstances, <laughs> I just, I, I, I was so angry and I just told her, what's the date today? And she told, yeah, this is 20, 2013, April 20. And I told her on that right instance that from one year from now, like on 2014, April 20, by that time, you'll solve a Rubik's Cube in Bangladesh and you will not revo. Like you will not remember revo, that can't happen. If you solve a Rubik's Cube in Bangladesh, you'll have to remember me. And then I just walked out of the competition. And <laughs> then for that one year, I pushed myself out and out. And I broke the national record uh, within 10 months. Like, I broke the record. I, I took time till April, but I broke the record on February 5th, 2014, for the first time. Okay, and what was and, and so how fast, when you broke that record, how fast did you solve the Rubik's Cube in? Okay, so... <clears throat> This is also interesting, like uh, the time I took the challenge, that time, like in 2013, that time my timing was 55 seconds. So, 55 seconds. 
Yeah, okay. the, like the time I took the challenge, I told yeah, yeah. my ex-girlfriend that, yeah, yeah, I'll break it. So it was 55 seconds. That time my timing was 55 seconds. And that time the national record was 24 seconds in my country. Huh? So I, my target was to break 24 seconds. But luckily enough, to get the enough uh, to get enough media attention and something, I I broke it into 12.49 seconds in February wow. 2014. Just half. So 24 from 24 to 12.49. Uh, and from then and on, I I have broken like seven times my own records. So what's the fastest you've ever solved the cube in? Uh, like in a competition, the fastest I've solved is 6.55 seconds. <laughs> Come on. How? How do you do that? How does that happen? <laughs> uh, actually, actually, this is nothing but practice. I can tell you. My, but the, uh, the thing is, when I started Rubik's Cubing, like back in 2013, February, I, I learned it on February 14th. I can exactly remember. So from that day, <laughs> When I totally got it, like I knew all the rules and algorithms and everything, I could solve it without looking into anything or taking help. That time if I used to time myself, my timing was around six minutes. And I used to think like whoever can solve it under five minutes are superhuman. Because <laughs> it's it, humanly impossible that you can solve a Rubik's Cube. Like fr from that perspective, I was thinking because I can't, can't solve it even within like 5.5 minutes, like five and a half minutes. I can't do it. But at least I, I, I would have needed six minutes to solve the Rubik's Cube. And from then on, I kept practicing and practicing. And now it came down to six seconds. Yeah, six somehow. seconds. That is just mind-blowing. <laughs> okay, I need you to hold the line for a second because you need to give us some tips because I know that there are yeah. still some people out there wondering, how mm -hmm. do you do this? I mean, I used to yeah. peel the stickers off of it. I used to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> hold the line, hold the line. We'll get some uh, some tips from uh, Sakiba Bin Rashid Ravu. Our guest this afternoon is uh, is a master at the Rubik's Cube. He's held he's held records and he has been able to solve that cube in under six seconds. Uh, Sakiba Bin Rashid Ravu joining us this afternoon from St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, where he's going to school at Memorial University out there. It is so great to talk to you this afternoon. Uh, I love your story and I, I have to ask because I know people are wondering how do you learn how, how i mean i know there are people out there that are still they they, they probably still mm -hmm. have their original rubik's cube from 1980 and they've never been able to solve it once <laughs> so <laughs> what, yeah, how do true. you learn how do you learn how to do it is there a trick what do what do people need to know i mean i know there's a lot of practice you used to practice seven eight hours a day but is mm -hmm. what do we need to know to to do this Okay, so the very first thing I'd say, like the, you can do three things. The very first thing I'd suggest, just find someone who can solve the Rubik's Cube. That's the easiest one, because there are so many terminologies which probably might get you confused at how to do this or that. So if there is anyone like me or anyone, like anyone can solve it, so you can learn from them if you can't find any. So in this world of globalization, like 2021, everything is on internet. So you can go and search on YouTube that how to solve the Rubik's Cube for beginners. So you will get a beginner methods tutorial there. 
So there are hundreds and thousands of it. So you can pick one okay. and stick to the channel and learn from there. So it, this is so easy. Like back in 2013 in Bangladesh, like in my country, there was like internet was not available that time. So it was so hard oh. for me to learn and improve. But now in 2021, people are doing really great. They are learning Rubik's Cube and they're improving so fast because there was... Uh, like in 2013, 14 or 16 era, there was no one faster than me. So it was so difficult for me to improve because there was no one to pointing out that what am I, like what I was going wrong or like what yeah. I should improve. Okay, so now it's so easy. Yeah, uh, I mean, and you could go check out your YouTube channel for, yeah. for that matter and, and watch it right there. Okay, so I'm, I'm running out of time with you, which is a real shame because I could I could probably talk to you all afternoon. You're just making me laugh, and, uh, and I I just enjoy it so much. I mean, I mean, the, the cube has become such a huge part of your life. There's no competitions mm -hmm. here in Canada. I don't I don't believe. I think you were talking about maybe starting one up after after COVID. From what I understand, you've retired obviously from competitions because there's not any here but i mean when no, you, no, no, no. actually when, when that's, you... actually this is not right like oh, okay. there is competition in canada there is competition in canada but there was no competition in newfoundland oh, so, okay actually there is not enough cuber i thought but i'm getting so much love and responses after the report that there are also <laughs> cubers but they're they're also like me like they couldn't improve lack of for lack of opportunities okay. and they are just telling me to create the opportunities and I told that it was so difficult for me being an outsider uh, to do something great in a foreign land so now as I'm getting the support from locals probably I'm planning to do something when the situation is better well I can't wait to hear about it and we'll have to talk to you again then I mean you know do you have a, a, a a love-hate relationship with the cube do you do you love it is it frustrating like i'm just wondering you know as as you know all of these years later i mean mm -hmm. yeah. what role does it play in your world now yeah actually i uh, there is no reason i can hate rubik's cube i i can only hate myself for rubik's cube when i can't solve it so good so there is no reason I can hate Ruby. Yeah, she is so nice. So actually, Ruby's Cube has played a big role in my life. And as you can see, like this is a foreign land for me. There, there was no one, no one knew me here. But now I'm talking with you, like with such a person like you, like yeah. through Ruby's Cube. Like this is this is a wonderful thing. And even I retired three and a half years ago. And when I got the opportunities to present. The Rubik's Cube thing again in front of the world. I was so like, I, I was going through the nostalgia that I can't believe it. Like it's happening again for Rubik's Cube. And you can believe that I am planning to uh, coming back to the competition thing and breaking my retirement and I coming back because uh, this is something that runs into my blood. I can't just leave it. So, and for the real life thing, I can, I can tell that Rubik's Cube helps you think rationally how it helps. Uh, like there are multiple solutions to a problem yeah. in Rubik's Cube and within split seconds we have to decide which one I'll pick and I'll perform that. So the, this is a tricky one. We're pretty much out of time but the world record is under four seconds. Do you think you'll ever be able yeah. to beat it? Uh, yes. probably, <laughs> probably not the world record because uh, there are like factor of luck there. And yeah, yeah. Uh, even like for the world record what happened like uh, we have four steps to solve the Rubik's Cube for the world record, that guy got lucky and last two steps was, was solved automatically. So that's just, I'm just trying to explain to you that uh, yeah, there are I a huge it. factor of luck to 
get the world record. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you this afternoon. Let's do it again when you when you get those competitions yeah. up and running again. Let's and all the best in your studies and continue to enjoy uh, St. John's. All right. Yeah, thank you so much, Lyle. Like it, it was definitely nice talking to you. It was lovely speaking with you as well. Uh, Saqib Ben Rashid Ravu joining us this afternoon. Uh, he was, you know, one of, in, in Bangladesh, in his home country, he was a, a record holder in the Rubik's Cube. Under six seconds, he can do it in, and uh, now going to school here in, uh, in St. John's, Newfoundland. I just remember that darn thing, and it just drove me bonkers.